Well, happy 4th. Glad you guys are here today. Ready for some food? I'll try to keep it short so we can move, get to the food. I know that's why you're really here, so uh, I get it. That's okay. Uh, But I'm just glad you, there's a lot of things you could be doing on July 4th weekend, especially if you're brand new to church. Um, Thanks for coming. If you've never been in church before, uh, coming to church and being around a bunch of church people that know what church things happen and when to sit, when to stand, when to read, when to say amen, when to do whatever, and you just feel so completely out of place. We hope you just relax, have fun, and uh, just for a few minutes, I'm going to be talking out of the Bible and just kind of what we uh, think God wants to speak to us today, and I would love to meet you. So after the service, I'm going to be back in the next step room, and so if you brought somebody with you today and I didn't get a chance to meet him before the service, please bring him back. Let me meet him and say hi, or we'll just uh, meet over lunch today. But we are in our summer of Sabbath. For June, July, and August, we're doing something we call summer of Sabbath. Say yes to rest. Say yes to rest. Turn to somebody and tell them that. Say yes to rest. What that means is, I think it's so appropriate for a weekend like this because we all look forward to Monday. I get that one day of rest. Well, what we're doing is we're saying, what if we were to take the Sabbath back? Like, what if we were to take the Christian Sabbath back? What if we were to take back Sundays and push back from what culture tells us that we're supposed to be busy and do all these things? And what if we said yes to faith, to family, and friends? And what if we rested, like, every week? And we, we came into the house of God, and we spent time with our family. We were deliberate to spend time with our family. And we instead of saying, hey, we should get together sometime, we actually get together with our friends. And what if we carved out a day for that? If you don't understand what Sabbath is or uh, you want more on that and what, is, what was that all about, go back to the first week of a Stress Leveled. It's on our um, website and you can, you can check that out. New series starting next week that I'm really excited about. But today is Friends and Freedom Day. So uh, let's get our Bibles out. Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 and Galatians is in the New Testament. So this is written after Jesus came and If you're new to church uh, or new to the Bible, uh, you can actually download a Bible on your mobile device right now. If you go to corechurch.com, you can download a Bible there. Or if you don't have one, just come see me after service, and I'll I'll make sure we put one in your hands. But if you're new to church or new to to the Bible, Galatians is written by this guy named Paul. He was an apostle. He he wasn't one of Jesus' 12 disciples, but he was a follower of Jesus after Jesus' death and resurrection. And he actually was a hater of Christians, was miraculously converted, and then he went and took the gospel around the world. The reason we have churches today is because of this guy named Paul. And this is one of the churches he started. It's a church in the area of Galatia, and he wrote this as a letter to them. So they would have had this, and they would have just read it out loud in their gathering like we're getting ready to do now. So if you would, stand with me as uh, we read to give honor to God's word. I read out of the New Living Translation, so if you're on a mobile device, it's the NLT that you'll be looking for. But it's Galatians chapter 5, and uh, let's start in verse 1. Paul says this, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this, if you are counting on circumcision, and you heard that right, circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. Now, as I read this, some of you are just going to be completely lost as I'm talking about this. I'm going to explain why in the midst of this letter, this dude is talking about circumcision in a a church gathering. Like, what is that all about? I'll talk about that here in a minute. 
He says, I'll say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. I'll explain that here. For if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. Now let's skip down to verse 11. Dear brothers and sisters, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, as some say I do, why am I still being persecuted? If I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one would be offended. I just wish those troublemakers who want to mutilate you by circumcision would mutilate themselves. The Greek word for mutilate there is mutilate. That's what Paul is saying. Like they ought to just, you just use your imagination. That's what Paul is saying. For you've been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. Today, I want to spend a few minutes talking about the fight for freedom, the fight for freedom. Let's pray. Father, your gift is a word, is a gift, your word is a gift, I should say. Your word is precious to us. We thank you for it. And I ask that in this few minutes that we have to share together, uh, speak to us. We just ask your Holy Spirit to just impart wisdom to us and Those of you who are here this morning as followers of Jesus, let's just pray for one another. Um, Not to do that out loud, but let's just pray for one another uh, that we would all just kind of be able to hear from him. And then pray for yourself that, man, God, help me to hear from you. What do you want to say to me today? And, of course, I always covet your prayers as a pastor that um, I would be faithful to the text, faithful to what God wants us to hear today. And if you're ready, if you're ready to receive from the Lord today, in Jesus' name, give us a big amen. amen. All right, you may be seated. Well, people today um, have a lot of preconceived ideas about what it means to be called a Christian. In fact, I I would say that um, all of us, all of us have have a picture frame, a picture frame of of what we think a a Christian is is supposed to look like. And there's a lot of stereotypes, whether you are a follower of Jesus or you're not a follower of Jesus, whether you go to church or you don't go to church, there's a lot of different stereotypes about what a Christian looks like and what a Christian is. And, and we all have our frame. And so this is our frame of reference. And as long as you frame up in this, then, then this is what we see as, as a Christian. For, for example, one of the stereotypes out there that I, I've seen over and over again is that, well, if you're, if you're a Christian, well, then you definitely vote Republican. Because that's what every good Christian does. We are right-wing conservative Republicans, which I'm sure you all are. Of course, if uh, if um, if we go to movies, we we only we only go to Kirk Cameron movies. Those are the only. <laughs> It's the only movies that we go to, Fireproof, Fireproof. I've got it on DVD, I've got it on VCR, I've got it on CD, I've got it on Blu-ray, I've got the Companion Devotional, I've got it all. I'm completely Kirk Cameron covered. When it comes to reading, oh, oh, we have only, only the Left Behind series. That's what Christians read, only, never Harry Potter. No, Harry Potter 
does not go in the picture frame. Harry Potter, do not doth defile thyself by touching Harry Potter. Hey, I've got a um, friend of mine that's on staff at a church, and they have a Harry Potter book in their office, but they have the cover off of it so nobody can see that it's a Harry Potter book. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like, you know, we, uh, of course, we don't go to R-rated movies, no, unless Jesus is in it. <laughs> if Jesus is in it, then we're good. We only listen to ca- uh, Casting Crowns. I only have Casting Crowns on CD. That's all I have. I don't, I don't, I don't listen to secular music, uh, whatever that is. I don't listen to it. All of my presets in my car all set to the Christian stations. It starts on the Oasis, and then it moves to Spirit 105. I have KXOJ on there. Of course, Air One and K-Love, and to get it all covered, even on the AM KCFO. I've got them all. These are all my presets. I have no idea how I know every Christian station in town, but I do. Okay, so... But we have, we have these preconceived ideas of, of what a Christian looks like. You don't drink, you don't smoke, you don't cuss, you don't chew, you don't go with girls that do, right? That's what a good Christian does. Growing up for me, it was movies. I, I couldn't go to movies growing up. I didn't dare darken what they would call the movie house. It was called the movie theater to everybody else, but in the church it was called the movie house, which I don't know what that even means, but that's what you couldn't go. And so when I was in elementary school, while all my buddies were going to see Star Wars, I wasn't. Don't, don't awe me. I, like I missed out. But all, so they're all talking about all the things. But you know, here's the funny thing about it. But, and I remember this so clearly. We couldn't go see Star Wars, but we sure as heck could get all the collector cups. We had them all. We had all the collector cups, but I couldn't. You know, you know and the very first movie I ever went to was E.T. E.T. And my cousin took me without my parents knowing that I went. And I still remember sitting in that dark movie house, freaking out, thinking God is going to get me for going to see E.T. He's going to take me home. That's what he was going to do. I just knew it. I just knew it. You know, the, you know what the best thing that has ever happened to Christians in that time period? The VCR. God invented the VCR. Man, when the VCR could finally, I could go to movies, at least I could at home, and it made it finally okay. So we all have this stereotype. So what's, what's in your picture frame? Because we all got one. What is it in your picture frame that this is, this is what a Christian looks like? This is what a Christian does. This is, this is who they are. Because here's, here's the thing that Paul is trying to get said to us here in this passage of Scripture, is that a Christian really looks a lot different than the picture frames that we create. Let's, let's go back to the text, Galatians 5 and verse 1. He says this, so Christ has truly set us free. Now, make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. If you are counting on circumcision, to make you right with God, then Christ will be of no benefit to you. Now, I promised that I was going to kind of explain that. So if you're new to church or, or scripture and you don't get what's going on here, this is a new church and it's full of new Christians. But what you've got here is you've got Jews who've become Christians and you've got non-Jews. Non-Jews are called Gentiles, okay? So we're Gentiles. So if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. So these new Christians, the, the Jews and the Gentiles are now worshiping together and the Jewish people are saying, hey, 
those Gentiles, they need to conform to our customs. They need to conform to our habits, to to our rituals. And, And one of those, they were under what was called the Old Covenant, okay? Old Covenant, before Jesus, and under the, the old covenant, these Jewish people, what they would do is they were under the law of Moses. And the way that they identified themselves as a person of God or a follower of God was through circumcision. So here they are, and they're telling people like, look, that Paul, hey, they, they need to get into our picture frame. They need, they need to do it the way that we say that it needs to be done. And Paul, he comes along, and he says, Getting circumcised ain't going to make you right with God. That, that's not going to save you. To which you know all the Gentile men in that church were going, yeah, preach on, brother. Come on. Now, that, amen. They were, even you guys are right now. Every man in this place right now should be going, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a good word. Preach it, Paul. See, the Jews, they were, they were, under this old covenant, and and so it was about rules, it was about customs, it was about what we do. It's what I do to be made right. That's called legalism. That's the frame that many of us use. We have a frame of legalism. 2,000 years ago, that picture frame was circumcision. And today... That picture frame is voting. You got you to gotta vote this way. Hey, if you don't vote this way, then you're not a Christian. Hey, hey, if, if you go there or, or you watch that or you, you do that or if you, if, you go to, if you go to that church, that's not a real church. You got to go to this church over there. And so we are battling the same thing that they were over 2,000 years ago, this, this picture frame. But here's what we got to get into our heads is God is not going to judge you on your voting record, what you wear, or your iTunes account. That's not what you will be judged on. Paul says here that we are under a new covenant. And it's not about what I do, but it's about what Jesus has already done. It's not about legalism, but it's about liberty, the liberty that we find in Christ. He says, Christ has set us free. I love this. He says, so, so stay free. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. The church, I think this is so important for us. The church must fight for liberty And we must stand against legalism. If we're going to have a voice in our world today, we must stand for liberty. We must fight for it. Fight for liberty. And we must stand against legalism. Turn to somebody and say, that's good preaching. Because that is good preaching. Because that's the word of God. But it makes so many Christ followers uncomfortable. And I don't know why, but it's the truth because we want to fall back into the picture frame because if I can get into the picture frame, if we just can get into this, I'm more comfortable. I'm more comfortable in this than I am in the skin of my liberty. But yet Paul says this is why we are saved through the cross of Christ. Go to verse 11. Verse 11, he says this, if, if I were still preaching that you must be circumcised, 
if I, if I, if I was preaching that you, you must vote this way, if I, if I was preaching that, that you must, oh, here's one, you must, you must read your Bible or you must go to church or you must pray in order to be saved. Now, are those good things, reading the Bible, praying, and going to church? Are they good things? Amen? Yeah, those are good things, but they don't save you. So that's what Paul is saying here. He's saying, if, you, if you're counting on that, if you're, if you're counting on those things, you're counting on the wrong thing because that's not going to save you. And he says, if I were still preaching that, as some say I do, why am I being persecuted? And here's the key. If I were no longer, watch this, if I were no longer preaching salvation through the cross of Christ, no one would be offended. See, I, I, think, we need, I think we need a new picture frame. We, we don't need legalism. This is the picture frame that I think we need. We need a picture frame of liberty. Paul says this is the picture frame we're supposed to have. And what we have got to learn to do, those of us who are followers of Jesus, we've got to learn to do this. I got to put down my picture frame. I got to put down my preconceived ideas of, well, this is what it means and this is what you have to do if you're going to be a follower of Jesus. And instead, what we need to do is put Christ in the center of our picture frame. This is what belongs here. We are saved through the cross of Christ. It's 4th of July weekend, and I, I love 4th of July because it's a great chance to hang out with family and friends, barbecue, blow stuff up. I mean, that's just the best part about it. That's what I look forward to is blowing stuff up. And if you're going to blow stuff up, blow it up before 930. I go to bed at 930, so <laughs> like last night I'm like, oh, happy 4th. Boom. I'm like, I'm like really? It's like 1015 people. Do these people not know I go to bed? <laughs> this old man goes to bed, 930, okay? So shut it down. But I, I actually love blowing stuff up. Um, every year, we as a family, we go to the fireworks stand, and every year it happens the same way. Laura goes one way, I go the other, and we meet around, and I've got just all mortar shells and things that explode up and make as much noise as possible. And every year, she's holding two things, and two things only every year. It's this, snakes and sparklers. I'm like, really? She's like, well, do we, can we get the fountain one too? That, I just want lots of pretty stuff. I want pretty things. I want stuff that goes boom. I want loud. I love loud. Uh, and, and so, but what happens is on the 4th, we get together and we blow stuff up and we have a barbecue and you're all going to have fun with family and friends and hang out. I hope you do that. And we're going to have a uh, great time with some food afterwards here. But what can happen is in the midst of the celebration and in the midst of the fun that we have, we, we can forget as Americans why we're celebrating. We live in the greatest country on planet earth because we live free. We live free. I can stand up here and proclaim the word of God in freedom. You can come and you can gather and you can worship in freedom. And and that freedom, though, came at an incredible sacrifice. Do you know since this country was founded, over one million men and women have laid down their life so we could be free. God help us for taking that for granted. 
thank you for those men and women who were willing to make that sacrifice. In fact, I just would like to do this. If you have served in any of our armed forces, would you just stand? If you served at all, would you just stand? We want to honor you right now if you, if you served. Now keep standing, keep standing, stand up, keep standing, stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All of us, thank you. And we do not take our freedom for granted. And praise God you're standing here today. But the fact that you were willing to go out there and lay down your life, and go through what you have to go through when you come back. Also, I can be free. Man, I'm embarrassed that I take that for granted. I'm embarrassed that I just don't even think about the freedoms that I enjoy. So thank you. Thank you. You can be seated. God bless you guys. Thank you. And for those of us who are followers of Jesus... It's easy to forget the sacrifice that Jesus made. Like, I I wish he was here. I wish he could stand so we could all say thank you for what you did for us. Thank you for going to that cross for me. Because of your sacrifice, I have no sin. I have no shame. My disappointment is gone. My discouragement is overcome. I've been taken from hell and placed into heaven. I've gone from death to life. I was an orphan, and now I'm in a family. I I was broken, and now I am healed because of Jesus. This is why we gather today. This is why we are here. May we not lose sight of that when we're eating hot dogs and enjoying pie and each other's fellowship and company. May we never forget this is why we worship. This is why we're here because of this man, because of his willingness to leave the throne, his willingness to become like me and go to a cross and take the beatings, take the ridicule, take the humiliation and give his life so that I could enjoy freedom. May we not forget that or ever take that for granted. So what Paul is saying to us is freedom. Freedom doesn't come from conforming to rules. Freedom freedom comes through the cross. Comes through the cross. When, when I was a kid, and maybe you remember this as a little kid, do you remember going to an amusement park when you were a kid and you, when you were real little and they have the sign, you must be this tall to ride this ride? Do you remember the moment when, when, you, were, when you were that tall? It was, I was two and a half when that happened for me. Uh, <laughs> when I'm for you, but... Um, <laughs> So, but do you remember that moment, how exciting it was? Like you, you went up against it, you know, and then they measured, you're like, yes, I'm in. Yes, it's awesome. I, I loved, especially as a dad, I loved taking my kids. Do you remember taking your kids, if you're a parent, to an amusement park? And, and they would line up, you go, all right, get up against that. And they would get up against it. And they might be this, just this much taller, but they're in. That is such a cool moment for your kid because you're high-fiving them, aren't you? 
Like I love watching even other kids as they're lining up and they, they make it and dads and moms and even people in line. You ever done that? You're in line. You don't even know the kid. You're like, way to go, man. Come on. You're in, baby. Come on. Come on. You're riding with us today. I mean, that's so awesome. And there's nothing more disappointing. Oh, there's nothing more disappointing than when a kid comes up to the sign and he's trying so hard to stretch to get up to the line and he doesn't measure up. Oh, it's, and it's just disappointing. And everybody's like, ah, oh, so disappointed. This has been the church for too long. This is what Paul here in this passage of scripture is trying to say to us is this is the problem that the church has had for way too long. You got to measure up before you can come in. This is what the Jewish Christians are trying to say to the Gentile Christians that honestly that there's this, this unspoken sign out in the front of so many churches that say, you've got to be this. You've got to measure up to this if you're going to come in. And, and we grab our picture frames. God help us. And we say, well, as long as you're like this, come on in. We'll high-five you all day long. Oh, you vote that way. Oh, you're card-carrying that. Come on, baby. Let's high-five. Oh, oh, this is, this is your sexual preference. Oh, as long as your sexual preference is that, then you can come into our church. You can be a, you can be a part of our church. You can worship with us as long as that is. But if you're, you're not, whoa, 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 you don't, you, you can't come in. You can't, you can't ride this ride. Oh, you, as long as you look like this, then you measure up. But if you look like that, if you're wearing that, then what are you doing here? Because you don't belong here. Oh, you smoke that? Oh, you, you do that. Oh, you live that way. Oh, you, you, can't, you, you can't come in here. And we have our picture frames. All of us have our picture frames. And God, help us and forgive us for doing that because Paul says that that is not the picture of the church. The picture of the church is a place where people come to find liberty. Here's the good news. Jesus came, he tore down the sign. And in its place, he put a cross. That's what he did. He put a cross. If you're taking notes, write this down. We, we can enter... We can all enter through the cross because of the work Jesus did on the cross. We can all enter. We can all enter through the cross because of the work that Jesus did on the cross. Let me be resolute and let me be very pointed as your pastor so there is no misunderstanding about where I stand. I may not speak for every person here. I will speak for myself in this moment. I, as a pastor, put down the picture frame and say all are welcome here. 
I do not care your background. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you vote Republican. I don't care if you vote Democrat. I don't care if you don't vote at all. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're straight. I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever. You, I don't care what your religion is. I don't care if you don't have a religion and you're an atheist and you're like, I don't even believe in God. I'm just here for hot dogs, preacher. I don't care. You are always welcome here. This is where you belong. Thank you. The, the church, we got it. We got it. We got to fight for liberty. We got to fight for it, and we 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 got to stand against legalism. Stand against it. Now, now I know I know some of y'all y'all getting all tight on me right now because some of y'all are like, oh, what's he saying? Oh, is he saying? Oh, is he just saying this is a free for all? You can just do whatever you want. Is that what this is? Is that what this church is becoming? Well, then, I, I ain't even staying for hot dogs. I didn't want hot dogs anyway. I'm getting a piece of apple pie. But after that, we are going. I mean, is that what you're saying, preacher? Is that what you're saying? Everybody can just do whatever they want. They can live however they want, say whatever they want. No. No, that's not what I'm saying. It's not even what Paul's saying. That's so why I love Paul. He just he doesn't stop there. See, too many too many Christians they just they just they stop there. Paul didn't stop there, and he he helps us to understand. And, and you really need to dial in if you're a follower of Jesus. You really need to dial in on this. This is so important. He says this in verse thirteen: Don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Don't use your freedom. Don't misuse your freedom. Don't abuse your freedom. You know what one of the most ignorant statements people say in America, and with the people in Oklahoma say it, and especially ones that got big old flags hanging out the back of their trucks. If you got one, I'm sorry, I apologize for that. But um, <laughs> just isolated somebody. <laughs> Hope there's nobody. But yeah, I mean, I'm you, this is what people say, and it's just the most one of the most ignorant statements ever. Well, it's free country. I can do whatever I want to. Okay, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean that in a Christian sort of way. I, I do. <laughs> You got a picture of that person in your mind right now, don't you? <laughs> You're like sitting next to him right now, aren't you? <laughs> you work with that person, do you not? You got a neighbor like that, do you not? You're like, man, it's usually a guy too. It's never, you never hear women saying that, you know. Free country, I can do whatever I want to. That, you know, you, <laughs> women don't talk like that. Only men. Okay. That's, that's ignorant because why? That's an abuse of freedom. First of all, it's an abuse of freedom and it's disrespectful to the men and women who've laid down their lives so I could be free. It's disrespectful to them. It's disrespectful to the freedoms that we stand for. But, but it's also, it's just stupid because, you, yeah, you could do whatever you want to do and then you go out and do that and then you're going to end up somewhere you don't want to be if you abuse the freedoms of our country. Not only that, but you're going to hurt yourself and you're going to hurt people around you because now our freedoms are going to become limited because of your stupidity. And here's what I hear some Christians say sometimes. Well, I'm free in Christ. I can do whatever I want to. I'm free in Christ. I can do whatever I want to. 
Well, I guess if you want to do, that's just ignorant. That's not, that's not what Paul's saying. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's not, listen, when we do that, when we take advantage of that, we take advantage of our freedom and we abuse it, we end up back in the very bondage that Jesus died to set us free from when we abuse that. Not only that, but we hurt ourselves and we hurt those around us when we abuse our freedoms. Write this down. Jesus died to give me freedom from sin, not freedom to sin. Jesus died to give me freedom from sin, not freedom to sin. Think of it this way. This is so important, especially if you're a follower of Jesus. I want you to dial into this because sometimes when we start talking about freedom from the law, it just gets really confusing because if you open the Old Testament, there's like 600 laws and which ones am I supposed to follow, which ones am I not supposed to follow. Listen, what, what Paul is saying here and what I want you to hopefully understand the freedom that you have in Christ is we are free from the ritual law, but we are not free from the moral law. We're free from the ritual law. We're free from the picture frame, but we're not free from the moral law. Look at this second part of verse 13. He says, don't use your freedom to satisfy your simple nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in what? Love. For the whole law can be summed up in this one command, what? Love. Love. Love your neighbor as yourself. Paul's saying liberty is not a license to sin. Liberty is not a license to sin. It's freedom from sin. It's freedom to love as Christ loved. See, when I have, when when my picture frame is legalism, my love is limited. Because here's how it works. When, When I have this picture frame of legalism, what I say is, well, well, as long as you, As long as you vote like me, I'll love you. Well, well, as long as as long as you your your sexual uh, preference and ideas are are like mine, well, I'll love you. But if they're not, I need you to take a step back. Well, you know, as as long as you think like me, as long as you attend the church I attend, as long as you do all the things that I, I think you should do. As long as you come and you get into my picture frame, I'll love you. But if you don't, hmm, no. And what we need to do is put down our picture frame. We need to put down legalism. And we need to remember this. The goal of the Christian life isn't to never sin again. That's a terrible goal, by the way. It's a horrible goal. If all you're thinking is, hey, my number one goal before Jesus comes or I go to see him is never sin again. No, the goal of the Christian life isn't to never sin again. It's to never stop loving. That's the goal of the Christian life. See, when I put down my picture frame and and I put Christ at the center of my picture frame, I find a whole new freedom and I can love unconditionally. Because I know me, I'm, I, I got a lot of self-love. I know how I am. I'm always bent to this frame. I'm always bent to, 
I'll love you as long as you love me the way that I think I'm supposed to be loved. And I'm going to usually frame things around self-love. But when you frame it up through the cross of Christ, it becomes an unselfish love. It becomes the love of Christ. It's a sacrificial love. It's saying, you know what? You may not hold the same views as me. But I love you. God loves you. This is a God of mercy and grace. He did not wait until we behaved. He came before we behaved. And he made a way for us to belong. See, that's what we have to do. We get that mixed up sometimes. Is we, we so many times to say, well, you've got to behave and then you can belong. But it's not, it's not that way through the cross of Christ. No, it's I belong and then you learn behavior. Then things begin to change and things begin to uh, change in your life and you become a whole new creation through Christ. I learn grace and I lo- learn mercy. One of the best pictures of this, I think, in all of Scripture is when Jesus sits down at the table with all of these sinners and he holds this church service around a table as they're eating together and there's all kinds of sinners and all kinds of jacked up people sitting around this table and he says, this is who I am. And meanwhile, there's all these religious leaders and they're standing over to the side and they got their picture frame. They're going, ho, 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 why is he eating with them? Why are those people allowed into that church? Because they need to look like this. They should look like this. He should not be around them because they need to be like this. And Jesus is like, no, 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 you got it all mixed up. It's not legalism. It's about liberty and the liberty we find through Christ church has got to fight for liberty. We've got to stand against legalism. We've got to show the world a new picture of Christ. A picture of unconditional love. A picture of grace and mercy. A picture that says to the worst of sinners, who was I? I was the worst of sinners. And we say to the world, to the worst of sinners, you are welcome at the cross of Christ. There is a place to find grace and mercy and hope and healing. Would you bow your heads? Let me pray for you today. In this moment, would you just allow God to speak to you for just a moment? What is your next step? What is it that God is is trying to say to you today? If you're a follower of Jesus, let me talk to you first. Maybe you've recognized an area in your life that you know, wow, that's a legalistic tendency of mine. And I need to lay that down because that's not a picture of the cross of Christ. And I don't know what yours is, but I think we've all got one. And maybe today is your day to surrender that. I need to surrender that. I need to give that over to Christ. I need to help give, I need Jesus to give me the mind of Christ so I can think liberty and freedom over legalism and bondage. So today, if you've recognized an area, you're a follower of Jesus, but you've recognized an area that you just need to lay down to him, surrender to him, and you need him to just change your picture frame a little bit, would you just raise your hand so I know how to pray for you? Yeah, thank you. Got you. Thank you on the sides, the middle, and the back. Yeah, I got you. Put your hands down. God, for those who are surrendering an area to you right now, I pray your Holy Spirit will infiltrate their whole, their whole entire being, their soul, God. Would you let them know a taste of true freedom? God, I thank you as we just seek your forgiveness on that, even on behalf 
of the church with a capital C. We come on behalf of the church. We ask God that you, you forgive us for conforming to ways we're not supposed to conform to. And would you truly set us free to be the church you've called us to be? If you're here today and you're not a follower of Jesus, I wanna give you an opportunity to come through the cross of Christ. Jesus came as a man and God died on a cross so every sin you've ever committed could be forgiven, so that you could go from death to life, so the darkness and the emptiness that you experience in your life could be filled by him, so not only that you would have life eternal, but that you'd have life here, that he would help you to overcome the sin, the shame, the difficulties and the struggles of this life. So today, if you say, man, Brad, that's, that's me. I'm not a follower of Jesus. Or maybe you've been out of church for a long time and you're just coming back. Maybe you've been away from God for a very long time and you say, man, I just need to come back to him. I need to recommit my life to him. I need him to set me free. If this is who Jesus is, I want him in my life. If that's you today, you say, man, I, I want to make a commitment to follow Jesus for the first time or I want to recommit my life to him. Would you just raise your hand? I won't embarrass you. I won't point you out. Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? Today, I need to recommit or give my life to Jesus. Set me free. God, thank you for those who are placing their faith in you today. May they know forgiveness. May they know hope. May they know healing. May they know their sin and their shame are gone. May it be replaced by your Holy Spirit that they know they do not walk alone. We thank you today for liberty. Thank you for freedom that we have in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give God a hand clap for good things today. Such good things.